You know how fast you were going? What? How fast you were going? I don't know. Ten? Eight. Be advised, this is an explicit podcast. If you're easily offended, get your panties twisted into a knot. Leave now. Run in your safe space. Get your little cloth for your tears. All the opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and his guest and do not reflect the opinions of any local or government agency. Welcome, Motor Cup Conquer podcast i'm your host ice man a little extra here uh do some louisiana crime stuff uh mostly it's gonna be on uh this brave team officer guy that just resigned uh and maybe some other stuff so it's like probably i don't know how long it'll be i won't give an estimate because every time i do it i'm going longer anyway if anybody uh wants a great cigar go to MyPatriotCigar.com. Uh, use promo code MotorCop15. Get yourself a great cigar. $100 more free shipping. Any of my merch, uh, T-shirts, koozies, all, a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, you can either go to MotorCop, MotorCop Chronicles Etsy store, or you can just go to the website, MotorCopChronicles.com. All the links to everything I have is on the bottom. There's other stuff on there you can look around at, too. You would like uh, more episodes of me? Uh, you can join the Patreon. I think I'm getting ready to put out uh, episode number twenty on there. That's not uh, also including videos, uh, pictures, uh, text. I have a lot of stuff on there. It's a free trial for seven days if you want to try it. If not, understand times tight. Joe Biden's got everything fucked up, so I'm going to still keep putting out the free stuff also because I appreciate everybody that listens. Uh, tell your friends, tell your frenemies about it, and uh, help me keep getting bigger. Other than that, we're going to get this uh, show started. I don't know if y'all remember back, we were talking about this uh, Baton Rouge police officer, uh, I think his dad's higher ranking up in there. He's been in all kind of shit. More shit has come out. So I'm going to play. We're just going to for audio, but you can listen. Uh, I'll put links in the description if anybody wants to go watch the videos or anything. But uh, it's just more than these people talking about it, so I don't have to explain everything. So let's start with the first one so we can talk about it. Well, this officer is on leave tonight from the Baton Rouge Police Department pending an outcome of an internal investigation. It is not the first time that Troy Lawrence Jr. has been on leave from the department, nor is it the first time he's been caught, or at least caught the attention of the WFBI team. Our lead investigator, Scotty Hunter, is here with what we know about this latest investigation. Scotty. Well, Greg, Liz, leaders within the department are not saying much about this case tonight, only that as of right now, he is on leave while the agency investigates. The focus of the latest investigation into Troy Lawrence Jr. is unclear, but we do know he's on paid leave with the Baton Rouge Police Department. It comes months after the WAFBI team exposed a number of complaints and policy violations by the officer, some of which cost you big time. This is her car. 
I think my car was about right here. This body camera video we got our hands on earlier this year shows the aftermath of a fender bender a woman claims went off the rails once Troy Lawrence Jr. showed up. He muted his body camera once he got to the scene, a violation of BRPD policy. And that's when the woman's attorney, Thomas Frampton, says the officer got aggressive. Not only my client, but uh, the other women who were involved in the traffic accident and who were uh, sort of on the other side confirmed that from the get-go, Officer Troy Lawrence Jr. was the one who initiated the conflict, who started cursing, who was acting unprofessionally. At one point during the encounter, Officer Troy Lawrence Jr. can be seen grabbing the woman's wrist and snatching her out of the car. What happened here cost you, the taxpayer, $55,000 to make the lawsuit go away. A review of the internal affairs history with the officer reveals a history peppered with complaints from those he's sworn to protect, as well as from fellow officers. Hey, what's up? If you don't shut the f up, I'm going to my mama, man. I'm going to come in, I'm going to you up. I'm talking to my mama. No, you hollering. Like, you call calling call the On New Year's Day 2020, Officer Troy Lawrence Jr. can be heard yelling at a young man following a traffic stop. And I, you think I'm playing with you? I will f you up. Troy Lawrence Jr. has been suspended again and again and again and remains on the force. One of the complaints from his fellow officers was from July 2021. While working extra duty at Tigerland, he got into it with a supervisor after being told to move his car. When the supervisor pressed him to move the car, pointing out his rank, records show Lawrence told him, I don't give a f who you are. He was suspended for 25 days. In a separate complaint during another extra duty shift at Tigerland, he got into another argument with the supervisor, even pulling off his vest and threatening to get physical. When the supervisor refused to fight, the report shows the officer got so mad, he twisted the mirror on the police unit 180 degrees. I'm genuinely scared that somebody is going to end up maimed or killed by Officer Troy Lawrence before anyone actually thinks about doing something to take his badge and gun away. When we brought the complaints to the chief earlier this year, he told us steps had been taken to correct the officer's behavior, including putting him in the early intervention program, a program designed to ensure officers do follow departmental policy. And we tried to adjust the behavior. We tried to uh, see how we can uh, further invest in our investments. But if it's so egregious and gets to that point that they no, no longer uh, can serve, I can make those hard decisions, and I have. Now, again, it's unclear what exactly this newest investigation is related to. It is also worth noting that that officer's dad is Troy Lawrence Sr., who's a deputy chief within the agency. Guys? All right. Y'all heard all that, right? I'm just going to say it. Don't care if it pisses anybody off or not. Uh, this guy right here, in my opinion, from what I've heard, listened to, watched, and all this stuff like this. Now, I don't know him personally. It don't sound like somebody I would probably get along with anyway. He sounds like a thug with a badge. Okay? There's plenty of times I have disagreed with superiors. Higher rank people than me. I still did what I was told as long as it wasn't illegal. Might not have liked it. Okay. I'll give them. I might not have liked them. I might even respect them. But I'll give them respect to the, the, the officer position they hold. Okay. Because I can be an asshole. But I'm just saying. I'm not going to pull my vest off and want to fight. Especially a higher ranked officer than me. I've always worked for a sheriff's office anyway. We're at will. I don't know how other states are in Louisiana. We're an at will employee. We have no protection. 
sheriff can walk in say i don't like your haircut you're fired there's not a goddamn thing i can do about it done you're fired he worked for baton Rouge city they have civil service and unions and all that stuff like that it's much harder to get fired obviously but this dude junior i think kept getting away with a lot of this shit even though he oh he got suspended for this suspended this dude took his vest off threatened to beat up a supervisor and then damaged government property that was just one of the incidents he said several i know on one of them he didn't say on that story i think it was the fifty-five thousand when uh the people said they would have took less money all they wanted him to do was apologize for doing whatever he did. They just want an apology. Refused. They refused. I think the the department and everything they refused to do it so it cost an extra ten or fifteen thousand, something like that. So uh there's more I brought this up this part so y'all could uh kind of remember of what was going on with that one i believe this is the uh this is the other part i'm just gonna check so uh we'll see right here uh is this it let's see taking things too far while making it a wreck here we go to follow what some consider bad behavior by one Baton Rouge police officer, Troy Lawrence Jr. is once again being investigated for allegedly taking things too far while making an arrest. Our lead investigator, Scotty Hunter, is here with what we know about the case. Scotty. Liz, the video first surfaced online back in December, but tonight we know BRPD is investigating the matter. Meanwhile, that officer is on paid leave. Chaos erupts outside this home in Baton Rouge as police show up to make an arrest. You can see one officer struggling with a man in the doorway, while in the middle of the street, another struggle breaks out with a different man. Stop! Look what he's doing! He's harassing this man and punching on him! You can see one officer repeatedly pushing, punching, and even grabbing the man's hair while trying to get him into the patrol car. That officer, Troy Lawrence Jr. The WFBI team has learned this video is now part of a current internal affairs investigation. We also know that officer is once again on paid leave. We've seen again and again and again uh, Troy Lawrence Jr.'s inability to engage peacefully with the sorts of people that he is supposed to be serving and protecting. This encounter is just one of many questionable interactions that has gotten this officer in trouble, and some of them have cost you big time. My car was about right here. She um, failed to turn on her signal. All right, that's more what we've already heard. Um, it shows the guy, that, that a bad guy. He's trying to get him in the car. Sometimes when you arrest people, don't want to get in the car. I believe he's punching the guy in the stomach. It appears that way. Can't see his hands, doors open. Uh, pulling on. Uh, you cannot... Punch to handcuff people, okay? As much as you may want to, you cannot do it because they cannot defend themselves in any kind of way. Uh, now, if he starts biting you or something like that, it's different. He was not doing that. Uh, there's other ways to get him in the car besides punching him in the stomach. Uh, now, I know a lot of great Baton Rouge City guys. They got some of the most professional guys out there, great guys out there, but unfortunately... This can happen in any department. Uh, 
just as not a reflection on the men and women that work out there. Uh, I think this is a reflection of administration allowing this guy to continue to wear the badge, probably because his daddy is probably like number two, number three in charge. This guy has obviously had some kind of anger issues. Uh, I think probably he's a spoiled little brat and knows his daddy was up and uh, uh, way up there and uh, just figured he could do what he wants to do. Uh, like I said, uh, they, they are lucky that, th- that this idiot did not end up killing somebody. Because, uh, uh, like I said, th- this, this type of person with this kind of anger issues obviously has should never ever wear a badge ever again uh so this is now the recent part of it uh what just happened they just had a a, a news conference about it today so all this stuff has just been going on so i'm gonna start playing out so we'll see see what's going on now with more of it this arrest has led to a concerning discovery by the WAFBI team. Apparently, that suspect was taken to what's being called the Brave Cave, a secretive location used by certain BRPD officers for certain interrogations. Tonight, the attorney for this man is speaking only to our lead investigator, Scotty Hunter. He describes it as a torture warehouse, saying his client was beaten so badly there he had to go to the hospital. Scotty is here now with why that attorney says everyone should be concerned about it. Scotty. Well, as that attorney calls it troubling because the officer involved in this and because the police report that he wrote up does not match the bad behavior that officer is accused of. It's January 9th, early this year, and Baton Rouge police officers show up to a home on Cadillac Street looking for drugs and guns. Come here, bro. Hey, come here, bro. At some point, officers, including Troy Lawrence Jr., search a man, Jeremy Lee, who ends up on the ground. That's when Lawrence threatens to beat him if he keeps struggling. Police take Lee into custody and hours later drive him away in a BRPD unit. That's when one officer can be heard telling others over the radio where he's headed. Pay close attention to where he says he's going. That's the Brave Cave, a place we had never heard of until now. The next time we see Lee, he's being questioned inside the Brave Cave, a place that looks much like a warehouse. First of all, state your name, first and last name. Jeremy Lee. Okay. Body cam footage picks back up inside the Brave Cave where you can see Lee is grabbing his stomach. His attorney, Ryan Thompson, says you can even see a knot on Lee's forehead. He claims his client was beaten here while the cameras were off. The attorney says he gave us all the video he received after his subpoena to police. None of the video, though, shows an actual beating, and it's unclear whether any such video exists. Thompson calls it troubling. In our view, it almost seems like they take people to what what we consider a black site, an area where there's not many cameras, where people don't really know about it, and they can essentially hold you there until they decide what they want to do with you. And so you believe that the sole purpose of taking your client to this room, to this site, this location, was to torture him? 
I believe that he was taken to this room because there were no cameras in this room and it was to actually beat my client. I believe that that's what it was for. Earlier today, we asked a BRPD spokesman about this secretive place called the Brave Cave. At first, he said he had never heard of the place and would look into it. Within the hour, he called back telling us there are cameras in that facility and it's typically used by narcotics and street crimes officers for certain interrogations. Attorney Thompson says his client and others detained that night were all brought here. He says as soon as his client was taken inside the Brave Cave, Officer Troy Lawrence Jr. attacked him. Witnesses that were outside of this garage, they could hear him screaming and other officers who were there were saying, you're up next, do you want some too? After Lee is questioned, he's taken to Parish Prison. The only problem, his injuries are so bad, the attorney tells me staff at the prison refuse to take him until he goes to the hospital to be treated. That's where, according to this medical record, he was found to have a fractured rib, chest pain, and abrasions to the head. Here is the only police report the attorney claims was written that night, a report prepared by Officer Troy Lawrence Jr. Thompson calls the report bogus, saying it paints a much different picture than what he believes really happened. It's not very detailed at all. It's like, was anyone injured? No. Well, we know that not to be true because, Troy, I mean, uh, Jeremy Lee, my client, was taken to the hospital for injuries. So how can you say that there were no injuries, there was no need for any medical care when he was taken to the hospital? This attorney says someone from BRPD needs to answer for what really happened inside the Brave Cave. Have you all been able to ask police at all about this site, this uh, warehouse where your client was taken? They did say it is a substation, but there hasn't been any comments about this alleged black room, this site, this room, this garage where there are no cameras at. We did file an internal affairs complaint. Uh, they did reach back out to us and told us that they were aware of the complaint and that they will follow with us. I haven't heard anything since then. By the way, that complaint was filed in January. Now in August, Thompson is filing this lawsuit alleging police misconduct and says he's hoping for more accountability. Above all, though, he wants Officer Troy Lawrence Jr. to be stripped of his badge, something he says should have happened long before now. Uh, it makes me want to ask the question, what makes him so special? I don't know the answer to that, but if this officer is not stopped and taken off the street, he's going to kill someone. Troy Lawrence Jr. has been the subject of a number of reports by the WAFBI team. In fact, he's currently on leave as Internal Affairs looks into this video showing him punching, pushing, and grabbing a man's hair while trying to force him into the back of a unit. Stop! Look what he's doing! The officer's actions have also cost you money. The city settling one lawsuit. This is the son of a senior official at BRPD. Why has he not been terminated? Why does he get so many opportunities to for, for remediation or for training when clearly at some point someone has to say that uh, this isn't going to work out for him. He needs to be taken off the street. It's worth noting his father is Troy Lawrence Sr., a BRPD deputy chief. That's why this attorney now questions what, if anything, will be done about this officer's behavior. We hope there are some changes within the department uh, that come forth from this. And we also hope that Troy Lawrence Jr. is individually held accountable himself. He needs to be fired. And when we asked about video from the Brave Cave, we were told there are cameras and we should be able to request copies from that encounter. We did put in a request today, but now we're told we can't get it because it's part of a criminal case. Liz? All right. All right. We heard it was long. I'm sorry. I went through some of it. Fast forward through some of it. First of all, <laughs> I was sitting there laughing. Y'all couldn't hear me. Uh, all right. This Brave Cave thing. The, the this black site, according to this attorney, which you know he's an attorney, he's gonna sue people. That's what he does. So, 
But uh, most every department, except for little bitty ones, but most bigger departments, they're narcotics, uh, sometimes SWAT and other specialized will have a different area, a different building somewhere else that they work out of. Because some of the guys, you know, are undercover and stuff like that. They can't be seen just at the courthouse and the regular office meandering around. Kind of hard to be undercover like that, right? It's not a black site. Uh, I'm sure it has a name uh, or whatever. They probably call it Substation West or whatever. Uh, the cops themselves come up with just nicknames on shit. They had a place uh, we used to hang out in uh, with motors. We called it uh, the Batcave. It was a place we could pull a whole bunch of motorcycles in. It was air-conditioned and all the stuff like this and uh, get away from the public eye. Uh, when we were working on LSU games and stuff. Uh, <laughs> it's it's not a black site. It's just, you know, cops are going to be cops and just nickname shit. So it's easier. We can just look at somebody and say, hey, meet me at the back cave. It's easier. I'm sure that's all it was. That's where the Brave units probably had their stuff at, and they just called it the Brave Cave. Not a black site. So they, they can stop with, like, some top secret shit. It's not that. You know, and somebody in a higher up apartment might not have known that they called it that. I'm sure they, they knew about the building. People need to stop thinking about damn TV shows like The Shield and some shit like that where you got secret clubhouses and all that shit like that. They, they, it's TV. And if cops do start acting like that, they usually get caught pretty quick. Uh, did did this junior guy beat this guy in there? I don't know. I mean, he don't have a very good track record. They said that knot on his head. It was a little bump. It ain't like he had a big fucking goose egg or something. So you're telling him, he could have hit his he could have hit his head on, on, on himself on the cage or whatever like that. I don't know. I'm not gonna say he did or didn't at this point because I haven't seen anything. He's allegedly, or whatever you want to say it, our favorite word. Possibility, yeah. I mean, he's got a bad track record. Also, possibility, dude's lying, too. Yeah, he's a fucking criminal. It ain't like uh, this guy's, you know, a church boy that they arrested wrongly. From what I understand, he has a pretty good little uh, arrest record himself. He's a thug. The other the cops and thug too with a badge shouldn't be out working but like I said I can't say if he beat this guy or not I haven't seen anything to say he did but I haven't seen anything to say he didn't so but since uh, this aired which was uh, how many days ago was it it was a few days old uh, Mr. Junior has uh, resigned his position. He quit today. Uh, he turned his badge in. So he is uh, no longer part of They didn't fire him. He resigned. So let's get that. Point is in that, since he, he resigned, uh, he'll probably go apply somewhere else eventually. I don't know. I don't know who. If somebody has a background on him or, or you know, knows anything about him, they won't hire him. He's a liability. But if you get fired in law enforcement, it's not impossible, but it's close. It's very extremely, extremely hard to go get another job uh, if you get fired. 
but he did resign and they did um, have a press conference where people ask questions and uh, according to what they said they had they do have cameras and stuff in this location and uh you know stuff like that uh of course i always do the same thing uh and say you know they're not going to give the video stuff out until the investigation's over with There's two classes of people so, against each other this, this was the update from just a little bit ago. Just wrapped up a news conference over the resignation of one of their officers and operations at a secretive interrogation site. This comes after our WAFBI team exposed allegations of mistreatment at that site. Lead investigator Scotty Hunter was at that news conference. He joins us with the newest details about the so-called Brave Cave. And Scotty, this all stems from your investigation. Yeah, Tisha, the Baton Rouge Police Chief Murphy Paul and his staff addressing that for the first time publicly. Again, this does come after we first reported allegations of police misconduct within what's been called by some officers the Brave Cave. Now, for the first time, we have a better look at that facility that some officers call the Brave Cave. It's actually at the rear of the facility where the first district is located on Plank Road. Now, at a news conference, the chief got right to the point calling the allegations troubling and saying that his department will work tirelessly to investigate any potential wrongdoing inside that area near BRPD's first district. Now, what is shocking about all of this is that leaders within BRPD tell us it was through our reporting that they actually heard about that name, the Brave Cave. Uh, that was the first time I've ever heard of such uh, a name. And surprisingly, um, that was also the first time that most of the staff and officers throughout the police department that we checked with had ever heard of. Uh, I have since come to learn that it is a term used by some of the officers within this unit to refer to the facility. Now, despite that being the first time they actually heard about that name, staff here at BRPD adamant that there was nothing secretive about this location. Certainly that news conference just wrapped up. A lot to unpack here. We'll have that for you coming up tonight on 9 News at 6. Tisha. Like I said, they knew about the Pilden. They didn't know what they had nicknamed it. Big fucking deal. Okay. Not a black site. It's just stupid. Uh, We'll see the guy. The guy's not there no more. So, uh, you know, at least he he's gone and he didn't end up killing somebody, which I'm surprised. Uh, they're lucky. Battery City's lucky. Another thing I'll throw in there real fast. Uh, it's funny. Uh, they were uh, the mayor. <laughs> he uh, sh- she uh, was. Did a thing so happy that uh, if I can find it, they had thirty whole days with uh, no one got, uh, no one was killed by gunfire in Baton Rouge. Thirty days. Well, they didn't make it thirty-one days. But what's funny about it? is she's celebrating this whole uh, 30 days of uh, no one dying from gunshots. Uh, Put up the numbers of... uh, Put the numbers up of how many people were shot 
because I can guarantee you it's more than 30 in those 30 days. There was a, a lot of people that were shot within those 30 days. It's just, thank goodness, these dumbasses out there, these criminals, they can't shoot worse shit. And no one died. Don't celebrate that nobody died in 30 days because 31, it just, they didn't make it because we had some people get murdered. There was a plenty, plenty of attempted murders. Plenty of people got shot. In some cases, you know, two, three people in one location get shot. Plenty of people got shot. Just no one died. That's not a celebration. That's not something I'll be bragging about. 30 days, no we had no one, no homicides involving gunshots. How many people got shot? I tried to look it up. I couldn't find a number. But I watch the news. I live in this area. Every day, you know, somebody shot, somebody shot, somebody shot, two people shot. But you're going to celebrate because somebody died? There's nothing to celebrate about. We're just lucky nobody died because the bad guys can't shoot straight. I guarantee you these people in Baton Rouge are going to reelect this woman. I'm curious to see who this next chief, the new puppet's going to be. I don't believe any police chief ought to be appointed. I think they should all be elected. Why? Because appointed chiefs are just, it don't matter where you're at, town, city, you know, village, whatever. If you're an appointed chief, the mayor appoints the chief. So guess who's calling the shots? The police chief? Nope. Mm-mm. He's just doing what the mayor tells him to do. He's just a puppet of the mayor. Sorry that hurts anybody's feelings. That's the chief of my listen. Elected police chiefs don't work for the mayor. They can't be fired by the mayor because they're elected. So they, the mayor cannot control an elected police chief. That's why I think they should all be elected. Because uh, uh, appointed wins are just, they're just going to do, I mean, they don't want to lose their job. They don't want to get fired. So they're just going to do what the, the mayor tells them to do. So that's just my opinion. You know, I like giving it on here a lot. All right. I'm not going to drag this out. Uh, not too often. I just do a short podcast on one subject, but I uh, just wanted to shout this one out there. Uh, you know, I think he's a thug with a, so he was a thug with a badge that uh glad he's not there no more. Well uh, I mean he he's wanting to fight other cops. I mean this guy seemed like a menace and I'm sure people are working there that are not sad to see him go either, you know. So Y'all come back tomorrow night, Wednesday night. We'll be live. I think oh well, I'm hoping old Stair is gonna be here, depending on how the hurricane hits them. Uh Hopefully, he'll be okay. Uh, the hurricane uh, barreling down on him. Uh, I'm assuming Freebird's going to be here. Other than that, everybody, uh, stay safe. Uh, watch y'all's backs. Watch your partner's backs. And uh, remember, we're, we're all lions. Because I don't give a fuck what you say. Yeah, I'm going to do shit my way. So you can go kick rocks, I'ma stack bricks up, build what I want to make. Yo, I got a lot of shit to say, so I'ma do this every day. I'll be writing things until I'm...